You're listening to The Gamer Podcast. I'm Eric from the Gamer.com editing team, and today we're talking about last week's Nintendo Direct, FIFA 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Lemnisgate, and Pokemon Unite Season 2. Let's go! Welcome to the show, here today with George Foster. Hello, hello. And Dave Breens. Hey. And Andrea Sharon. Hello. And we're going to talk about uh, last week's Nintendo Direct. Uh, We had recorded last week's show before the Nintendo Direct, so this is our first chance to talk about it, but it's still fresh in all of our minds. Now, normally we would go through the whole presentation from beginning to end and say a little bit about every reveal, every trailer, but I'm not just going to sit here and pretend like Chris Pratt isn't Super Mario, (laughs) so I think we should probably just get that out of the way. It's literally all I've thought about for days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I yeah. woke up the other day and I just like Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> I'm fine with that one. That one's fine. Um, I mean, aside from like Bigot Mario, uh-huh. there there were some some good castings. I think I remember. Always like, looking on the bright Charlie side, Andrea. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Charlie <laughs> Davis Luigi is inspired. Like, yeah, it is. It's good. It just, I want to. Like, just is that is the direction of the great. film then? Like. I think I think we all kind of expected it. I, at least I thought it was going to be Charles Martinet just kind of wahooing for two hours. But now it's whatever the hell this is. I I guess I didn't expect it to be Charles Martinet. I mm. knew it was going. I always knew it was going to be. They were going to Hollywood it up. You know, there's too much money to be made. It's but it's, it's a shame because we don't. Exactly. We don't need to attract the normies. The normies already, they're already coming for Mario. If, if nothing else. Literally, there's no, like, i it's putting Ryan Reynolds, making Ryan Reynolds be Pikachu Here is, go. <laughs> I, I thought that. that that was the peak. I thought that that was going to be the most irritating thing of all time, but they've somehow outdone themselves. So in fairness, <clears throat> yeah, let me clear my throat. In fairness, when I watched Detective Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds showed up at the end, I was crying. Like, <laughs> in life, it. tears in my eyes, because I sat there with a group of friends and I said, is Ryan Reynolds just going to walk on now? And then he did. And, <laughs> like, if at the end of the Mario Bros. movie, just Chris Pratt walks on with, like, a fake mustache and a hat, <laughs> it will be the best, worst thing oh my in God. history. I hate what you just put into the world so much. <laughs> if this is some kind of Izakai shit where all these normal people get transformed into Mario characters, I'm going to lose it. But that is how oh, the God. first movie went. That's <laughs> the first movie went. They found the fucking Mushroom Kingdom portal underneath <laughs> in the sewers and shit. Like, and how good was the first film, Dave? It, it was a classic. Have you even watched no. it? Are you old enough? No. Uh, I saw Jimmy Kimmel making fun of the gamers for being upset. Like, well, we all know his. Yeah, because he was in the fucking movie. 
Wasn't he nice to Donald Trump though, or something? Like, didn't he have him on his show? I'm not taking criticism from anybody that goes to Trump on I his just, show. I know. I like. I recognize that Chris Pratt hate is an extremely online thing. Like, I have talked to other people about this, and they're like, "Uh, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. I like him. Like, I know that this isn't the hate for him is not universe. It's not James Corden level. Jeez. But even if you don't know about his conservatism or whatever, like, haven't we had enough of this guy? Yeah, it's a weird pick regardless of whether you actually not, you like him. Is he yeah. going to do the accent? Like, isn't that just going to be really weird? He said weird? he is. He said he's been He practicing. said he's doing a voice. Yeah, he is going <sighs> to do a voice. And I don't know if that's better or worse. To be honest, I don't know if that's better or worse if he just did his own voice. Yeah, he did like an Instagram video the other day, and he was like, "It's a me, Mario." That's not really the voice. I uh, you'll hear the voice later. It's a me. I hate abortion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god. I think there's in my entire life, I've never gone from joy to despair as fast as I did when I saw Chris Pratt's face next to Mario, Oof. because I'm looking at. Miyamoto-san, who makes me happier than anyone in the whole world, right? I didn't know he was going to be there, but there he is. Big old smile on his face, and he starts talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie, and I could have died and gone to heaven. And then, two seconds later, I'm looking at Chris fucking Pratt. He's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Miyamoto's a fan, so maybe, I mean, he gets a few points. Just If Miyamoto likes him, he can't be that bad. As as someone who hates funny movies, that makes me sound like Scrooge. But what? Um, <laughs> what? It's, it's, it's like funny. So weird. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. As, as, as a funny movie hater, minus uh, someone who texts someone who watches like only horror things and action. Nobody's things. ever said that before. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, everyone seems to like Jack Black, and I don't know him aside from being funny. Is he good? good. Is he like actually a sweet angel? Yes. Oh, Jack Black. George, you're just saying that because you like brutal legend and you're the only person that (laughs) does. No. I hate that. Jack Black is great. He's good to his fans. He's very engaged. Like, Jack Jack Black is good. Okay. Even if you don't think he's that funny, he's at least he he seems like a genuinely good guy. Yeah, that was that was my Um Okay, the the other characters, let's just go mention them really quick. Uh Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach, uh, and I think she's great. I'm fine with that. Um, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> Very good. Um, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I like him. Yeah. yeah. Toad can say the N word. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Okay, uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? We said Charlie Day. We also have uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. That's fun, great and good. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. I'm not actually sure who that is. Uh, and Sebastian Maniscala is Spike. I'm not really sure who that is either. So, there you go. I don't Spike know who is a character. several of those people okay. are. Isn't he the one of the weird little Cooperlings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the one who, like... Uh, Chuck's yeah, he he's things. he rolls the fucking ting. Yeah, he yeah. rolls the ting. Cool, everyone's uh, favorite. 
All right, let's get to games. That movie comes out literally in like 18 months, so <laughs> we'll, we'll have more time to complain about it. I can't wait. Wait, um, is it next year? It's next Christmas. Oh, yeah. what a Christmas present. Woo! So like 15 months. I forgot. Uh, cool. Boy. All right. There was a lot in the show. I think probably the headliners. Kirby? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That seems right. That feels right. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, 3D platformer. Is this the first one since, uh, what was it? Crystal Shards or something? Crystal Shards was uh, like 2.5D. So yeah. I think this, this might be the first, 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 first one. They had like a, a I think it was is called it? like Blowout Blast or something. It was like a 3DS thing. And that was kind of 3D, but this is the first like big one. What was what? this last Switch one? Uh, uh, Star Allies. Star Allies, yeah. Star Allies. Okay. Or Fire Allies. Why has it taken so long to get a 3D Kirby? Well, I, I don't know if it's so easy. I think people think it's really easy to translate the Kirby formula into 3D, but like, it, I imagine it's still going to be kind of level based. Well, maybe it's easy. Is, I, I guess I just is, did it right there. But. <laughs> <laughs> is Odyssey not just Kirby? Isn't it just Mario just sucking up Ooh, people's abilities? Oh, here we go. Here point. we go. <laughs> so, in my opinion, Nintendo's philosophy when approaching both Mario and Kirby is like. If you look at the Japanese Mario 2, hard game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hard game. Uh-huh. Mario is a game. Mario, Mario. I'm going to flip between both because you're Americans. Yeah, yeah. Mario is a game where, like, skill has always been involved since the inception. Whereas Kirby is a game where you can complete it even if you ain't got nothing. If you got nothing, you can finish it. And that has always been easier in a 2D plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, it's yeah. easier to control, right. regardless of your age, yeah. your skills, yes. your understanding. Right. And uh, this is why it's such a big deal for Kirby, because this is like saying, "Hey, this is this is big boy Kirby game. <laughs> yeah. Big things happen." <laughs> hey kids, time to step up. Kirby's right. in 3D now. Get your Kirby shit together. <laughs> um, it looks adorable. It's got the cutest post-apocalyptic aesthetic of all time. Uh, and Kirby's running around, he's flapping his arms and flying and sucking up fools and getting their powers and, oh, it looks, it just looks great! <laughs> it really does. I, I love it. I don't care. Yeah. My, my only worry is, okay. well, it's not a worry, but I hope that they don't sacrifice the number of powers to be in a 3D space. Like, I know that's, like, a really petty thing, but I like that each Kirby has new powers and more powers. You've just got, like, this massive arsenal. Like, I wouldn't want them to go okay, this is the first 3D Kirby, so we'll have sword, we'll have ice, we'll have fire, and leave it at that, you know? I don't think they will. I think that's just me being uh, pedantic, but I hope they don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we saw a few in the trailer. At least more definitely than, a like, few. fire and sword. Yeah, there yeah. was a mention I hope we get... I hope that there's lots of Kirbys. I just want to see a bunch of little different mm-hmm. colored Kirbys running around. I, I don't know. Ooh. Maybe, probably not. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I don't know. I could, I could see that. Uh, I don't know. Three D platformer co-op's never gone too well. Is it uh, Hell Laboratories? Good question. Yeah, I would be curious. I, to think, I yeah. thought this was Nintendo EAD. Well, yeah, I mean, you want it to be Hell because they make Kirby games, but at the same time, they've never done a three D game, as far as I know. 
Yeah. Can you imagine if it's open world? It's I don't not. think it's open world. It can't be open world, right? Like it, it's a it's a levels thing still. I, it'll it'll be levels, I, I assume. Yeah, I, 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 I am imagining it being close to what we're seeing with like Mario Odyssey. Yeah. They haven't specified I'm like, the 3D world. Surely. Uh, Nintendo Online Plus Expansion Pack. Oh, there we go. Uh, what? <laughs> what a buck wild way to sell an online subscription service. Yeah. I think Nintendo Online is already uh, confusing because mm-hmm. you've got like the month to month, the year, and the family plan. And then the family plan, I believe, can do year or month to month, or maybe it's just for the year. But now you have the expansion pack on top of that. If you want your N64 and your Sega Genesis, or as you like call them, what is it, Master Drive? No, right? Mega Drive. Mega Drive. Mega Drive, sorry. If you want your Mega Drive Genesis and your N64, you're going to have to pay a premium on your monthly subscription service. It's Oof. the Hulu with no commercials. It's the, it's the Netflix 4K. You got to upgrade. Yankee with no brim. Yep, whatever that is. You got to <laughs> upgrade. This is weird. It's so partly, weird. partly because uh, Nintendo Switch Online, even though it's cheap, it's uh, lousy. Mm. And now they're finally making it kind of cool. And you got to pay more if you want that. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize we had to pay more until now. Yeah. They haven't announced yeah. so... the price yet. So we don't really like it could be maybe it'll be five dollars more a month, mm-hmm. maybe it'd be ten dollars more. If it's twenty dollars more, then that is now like... let's let's face it. It would be absurd if it were five dollars a month. Because like the whole the whole last subscription right now costs like twenty dollars a year. You know? Yeah. Like mm. if they even attempted to double the cost of the current subscription, that would be just ludicrous. Just just ludicrous. Question is, what's the actual price gonna be? Like it needs yeah. it needs to be affordable. It needs to be it needs to be a small like addition to the cost. It needs I need to look at it on my bank statement and think, that's no big deal. I don't care about that. You know? But at the it, same time, if it's like a dollar, it's like what what is the point? Why are you making me yeah. set up a new payment thing for like you know, I think it'll it is really weird. Yeah. A year. I think that's how it's going to be. Um, and I'm, I don't think I'm the audience for this. Like, I, I've complained about this to friends for, and I'm like, yeah, you're too old. expecting them to rally around me, but then everyone's like, oh, yeah, you don't, you, like, these aren't even, like, the games for you. I was like, okay, that's actually kind of a fair point. But it's still, it just feels like Nintendo do this sort of thing a lot. It feels like. Have you played Ocarina of Time? Like, I actually haven't. Okay. Damn. I've I've played like quite a lot of the Nintendo six four games they showed, like Banjo and Super Mario Six Four and like But you didn't play the good one, huh? obviously. <laughs> oh No Majora? Banjo, no. I day. Uh Super Mario sixty four, Ocarina Time, Mario Kart sixty four, Star Fox sixty four, Sin and Punishment, Doctor Mario sixty four, Mario Tennis sixty four, Winback, Yoshi Story, Banjo Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Ooh. Majora's Mask, Kirby sixty four Crystal Shards, Mario Golf, Paper Mario. F Zero X and a bunch of Sega games: Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Castlevania Bloodlines, Echo the Dolphin, Doctor Bonding's Mean Bean Machine, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Snowy Three. It's it is a great collection of games. Like it is a knockout collection, y'all. Like 
these are good ass games. <laughs> Yoshi's Story and Majora are worth a, a, a bit of a price hike, regardless. Thirty dollars a year, I think, is fair for Majora. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I, I could go for like thirty dollars a year. That, that, I was honestly going to say if they do time. more than like twelve dollars a year, I, I would be like, "What the hell?" I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, but, uh, I do find it interesting they're still doing this <clears throat> this slow rollout because, uh, as Andrea mm-hmm. already mentioned, Majora's Mask was already kind of shown, and they're like, "This will be coming, yeah. but not when we launch it." Uh, why? Yeah, why? Come on, just also, also they're selling. Uh, Switch compatible N64 and Genesis controllers. That's cool. For fifty dollars a pop. Jesus. I, I think not. Not to like to ignore the controllers because they're cool. But I think my issue comes to the fact that I know at the end of the Switch's life cycle, which may be many years from now, it may not be. It kind of feels like Nintendo will do what they did before with the Virtual Console and just like shut it down. You know what I mean? Like I, my worry yeah. is if they roll out all this stuff, is it? Is it there to stay? Like, will it carry over to the next console? Or are you going to be mm. owning like six Nintendo home consoles with the slow rollout of games every time? Like, that's my problem. <sighs> yeah, man, the Wii U uh, eShop was so incredible for Nintendo's back catalog, and like, mm. none of that shit made it to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm cynical, I guess. Yeah. Uh- I, I agree with that. I actually didn't think about that before, but uh, it is weird that this is essentially turning Nintendo's retro library into like almost a subscription live service type mm-hmm. thing, which isn't permanent. Yep. Because mm. I, I can still play all the uh, Wii and Wii U games that I purchased at one point, and I can't. If the Switch shop goes down, those games I'll be playing will be gone forever because I won't be able to like verify the online connection or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't so think I understand any of their their retro library choices ever like even since the the wii i don't know there's ocarina of time confusing yeah no 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 i don't mean like what what they choose to go in the library but what they do with it right like it makes sense yeah the services uh i'm gonna run through some of this other stuff pretty quick but stop me jump in if there if you got something to say uh we had the campaign the single player reveal trailer for splatoon 3 cool booyah Yep, we had uh, Monster Hunter Rise expansion coming next summer. Sunbreak. That's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for, to play this one on PC, but uh, yeah. that that's a quicker turnaround for an expansion than Monster Hunter World had. So I, I was cool. gonna say the fact that they haven't actually officially announced the PC version yet, but they've already got the uh, the uh, the expansion announced is kind of strange. But yeah, rolling with it. Uh, then we had two direct announcements in this direct. Uh, we're going to get our last Smash character on October 5th. Well, it'll be announced. Oh, yeah. um, there's a leak saying it's going to be Sora, George, from oh, you know, 4chan or whatever. Me. I don't I know. We'll so. see. Uh, then we're going to have a Animal Crossing Direct uh, in October as well. Uh, so this, st- is, this is actually interesting to me because uh, obviously we've got Brewster coming, but we haven't had a full Animal Crossing Direct before. We've had the... Yeah. Smaller updates, but we haven't had a full direct, so I'm assuming, hoping, this will be the biggest content update to come to Animal Crossing yet. And they don't do, like, expansions, like, uh, DLC. They kind of did with the the 3DS one, with the Welcome Amiibo pack, but it was like a free update. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm, I'm expecting. I'm expecting some sort of, like, substantial update here. Yeah. Maybe not with a subtitle, but, you know. 
Um, yeah, it'd be cool if people started playing this game again because it was like everyone played it and then everyone stopped at the same time and nobody talked about it again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we had another trailer for Mario Party Superstars. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, not the remake, a Switch port of the original, which is a little confusing. Hell yeah. I, I hope, just, just a tiny note on this, I hope it's not a port of the phone version. The phone version is actually fine, but... We've seen too many Android ports come to the Switch, and we don't need any more. I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. Ugh. <laughs> uh, this one leaked, but it was still fun. Castlevania Advance Collection uh, cool. was announced and came out the same day. That's Harmony of Dissonance, Arya Sara, and Dracula X. Did you notice that uh, Xbox have just put Harmony of Dissonance on their Xbox Gaze of Gold thing? Really? That's timing. That is timing. I wish it was the DS games, but I guess I'll wait for that uh actraiser renaissance that was already oh. announced but it came out the same day as that trailer uh they're sticking with project triangle strategy no triangle strategy <laughs> triangle strategy is the official name of Ugh. square's next Just, tactics uh. game and we got a trailer for that people seem very excited i wish i was more excited <laughs> uh, Metroid <laughs> Dread trailer that comes out really soon we'll be talking about that on next week's show I think maybe the week after I don't recall uh, Yokotero's uh, card game Andrea yes I saw it <laughs> I haven't played the demo uh-huh. we'll see so I should have played the demo before this but the art is pretty it has an incredible title voices cards dragons something voice <laughs> of cards it's the isle of dragon roars <laughs> some combination of those words <laughs> um i like card games i'm excited to hear your thoughts if you get to it uh yeah, dying light 2 is coming to switch as a cloud version has anyone tried out any cloud switch games i have not dave, probably. dave? um um no i know i know bethesda did some what else is a is a cloud game on Switch? Uh, with I'm pretty sure Hitman Freezer. There's Control Batman. and Resident Evil Seven. Uh, I'm sure is Skyrim or, or Doom Eternal? Isn't I think one Doom of the Assassin's Creed was in Japan. Mm. There's like, a fair few more cloud games Youngblood available Youngblood in Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, Youngblood's a full port. Oh, okay. Oh. I've not tried it. Yeah, it doesn't run great, but but yeah, it's a full port. Uh, the, the, for me, the cloud games have never run all that smoothly, and that's even on a wired connection. But mm-hmm. most of them are geared towards the Japanese market, which is why I think I think RE7 and Assassin's Creed cloud versions only came out in Japan, and they mm. tend to have a more stable, reliable internet connection across the country there. And also, when you try and use those versions from here, you still get connected to Japanese servers. So, you can Oof. imagine how that one goes. Oh. That's not going to work. But, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Koopa Troopa and Ninja are coming to Mario Golf. Cute. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this one, Chocobo GP. That looks precious. Yes. Yeah. We got a Final Fantasy Kart Racer, and you can be a little baby Chocobo on rollerblades. I'm so keen. Yeah, it looks fun. The the um, mechanic of combining spells to make more powerful spells is perfect for a kart racer because you just. You drive through an item box and you're like, oh, I got a fire. I'm going to turn that into fire. It's perfect. So good. What else? What else? What else? Uh, expansion for Hyrule Wars Age of Calamity. Yep. Eh. 
Disney Magical World 2, which I thought was just uh, Mitomo. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> it looks really weird. <laughs> I like it. I'm into um, it. Yeah, that covers it. We got, yeah. And then we got Bayonetta 3. No big deal. Just Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta 3. <laughs> Sorry, I'm breathing. <laughs> oh, she looks so good now. She's I thought beautiful, it was isn't she? What it what what's that game called? Ah, fuck. Uh you know the game. The one oh, that oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. I thought it was that at first. Well, I, I thought it was Devil's Third. Oh, we all got a surprise. It was our wife, our collective <laughs> wife. It was it had to be Bayonetta 3. We I, I mean, can't believe you have to share her. This was the moment. <laughs> Um, hype. Different voice actor. That's something. Yeah. Did we find out who she is? No. Okay. People think it's Jennifer Hale. Like that's oh. that's the just because huh. Jennifer. Hale's Everyone every, would everyone. say that. Yeah. 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 I do yeah. love her. That'd be fine. Uh, but I do love her old voice actor. Somebody like hype it up. Who's the biggest Bayonetta fan? Dave. It looks. It looks. Here's the thing. Uh, visually, looks kind of basic. Let's face it. Because uh-huh. I, I, when I said uh, I thought it was when I thought of when I said I thought it was a uh, devil's bird for a second, like yeah, that's not a compliment, you know. It looked it looked kind of basic, but in fairness, you know, I'm looking at it thinking, hey, this looks like a PS3 360 game, and then I'm thinking about it, like, well, Bayonetta was a PS3 yeah. 360 game, and for all intents and purposes, Bayonetta 2 basically was on the Wii U. And this the the switch is not a massive power jump over the Wii U, and I I don't think we should expect it to look marvelously better. Uh, but having said that, most of the games we have seen on Wii U have gone with like a fairly distinct art style, like Astral Chain. So compared to that, mm. Bayonetta Three does look a little bit little 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 bit basic. Having said that, though, when she starts kicking and punching, I'm like, oh, oh she baby, be kicking, baby, do it! I love she it. Kicking. Yeah, she do be kicking. It's so good. And dancing. <laughs> Oh my god, she was dancing. I could cry. I could cry. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, you guys like the kaiju stuff? Yeah, that looked really cool. Oh my god, yeah. Always. Yeah. Even if it wasn't Bayonetta, I think I would be down just on the basis of the kaiju stuff because I like that that kind of junk anyway. So, but I mean, yeah, it looks like super Bayonetta. Like, I, I don't think it stands out as anything that's like drastically different than before. Have you guys seen the theories that it's like. I don't know. I'm not a Bayonetta person, really, but there's like theories that uh, it's not Bayonetta. I saw that. It's like I don't. I don't know who the character is. You, yeah. you guys Child should have Bayo from Bayo the... One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently that would explain the voice change, and that's why uh, her original actress can't say that she's like in it because that would reveal that like there's a twist or whatever. I still think like the that. voice change thing is kind of it's kind of it's kind of bullshit. I mean, like the, the child Bayo from Bayo One was still supposed to be Bayo. Uh, at the end of the game, she gets put in like an alternate world or whatever, and I still don't. That wouldn't change her voice, it would this it? World? Did she smoke hard Maybe? or something? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, okay, I can't argue that. That's a good point. So, so I don't know about the voice change, but everything else. Hell yeah, and uh, Kamiya has definitely done that whole, he's been teasing online about how, uh, as a child, Bayo did not have, like, her beauty mark on her chin, and, like, as an adult she has it, and apparently she has to do something special to get it, which I don't understand, but hell yeah, all up what? for that. 
Yeah, he says the beauty mark on her chin. She has to, as a child in the first game, she didn't. As a child. Okay. But she earns it later, and that's apparently somehow important, and he's just never mentioned it. She earns her uh, cutie mark. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know you're a pony uh... fan. <laughs> well, I now you known. do. I should have known. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Overall, a lot of good stuff in the show, but still the worst Nintendo Direct of all time, thanks to Chris Pratt. Oh. <laughs> it really didn't matter what games they announced. You're right. Like, as gorgeous as Bayonetta is, like she she can't just gloss over that. You can't hide that. You can't you can't murder someone in front of me and then give me two hundred pounds. You can't do it. I love that right <laughs> after the Mario Cast reveal, we got this super long Splatoon three trailer and it felt like it was just there to soothe me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. It's see okay. It. It's okay. Here, watch Splatoon. Yeah, everybody just blacked out during the Splatoon <laughs> so, trailer. I don't know what happened during the split. I think I was on Twitter, like angry scrolling. <laughs> <during that part. laughs> uh, I think we all were. So anyway, yeah, Chris Pratt made me bold. Uh, he's been <laughs> actively ruining my life for a long time now. This is just another thing that he's done to offend me personally. He knows, Chris. Yeah. I know you're listening to this. Stop, right? <laughs> Don't make this bigger than it has to be. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew and Dave. George, stick around. Let's talk about FIFA 22, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Lemniscate. We'll be right back. Oh, what? I am out of here. <laughs> Welcome back, Stacy. Uh, we're gonna need a name for your like sports, your weekly sports game update. What do you think, Stacy? Sports Corner. I feel like Sports Corner is probably a thing that sounds very American. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah, probably that's... a TV show called. I know there's sport. I know you guys have Sports Center. I feel like there's probably a, a local news network in like Atlanta that has Sports Corner with Tam McGrill. Yeah, it's gonna have to be something different, like <laughs> Stacy's kicky, dunk the ball, score the goal <laughs> time. Yeah, let's go. With we'll that. workshop it. Uh, this week, you reviewed FIFA twenty one, FIFA twenty two, FIFA twenty two. We're gonna take <laughs> that again. This week, you reviewed FIFA twenty two. Yes, I did. Uh, my uh, favorite of the kicky, dunky, sportsy games. <laughs> Oh, excellent. I love it. Well, I guess I have one really important question just to start it off. Does it have skateboarding? It does not. Unlike the uh, unlike NBA, there is yeah. no skateboarding to be found in FIFA. Boo. It's insta- instantly worse. How can it be your favorite? Um, it's better at the actual sports stuff. Actually, it's very close to NBA and the sports stuff. It's just, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we did NBA, yeah. Um. You know, NBA doesn't really want to be a basketball game at all. Yeah, and FIFA really wants to be a football game, so that makes it that makes it better because it understands that the sport is trying to do a lot more than NBA does. Uh, okay, so how does this one compare to last year or the rest of the series? So obviously, the the FIFA games are pretty similar year on year, but this is the first next gen one. Last year's had a next gen update um, in December. You know when. November, December when the consoles launched. Mm. But it just kind of did 
graphics were better and it was a bit faster and it was all aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's got a thing called Hypermotion, which sounds like it's just, you know, marketeering. But it's actually pretty clever because for the first time ever, they had a motion-captured match. So they had 11 versus 11, a, a proper game of football. And every single player on the pitch was motion-captured. So all of the players that are involved move more realistically. Um, FIFA players used to run in very straight lines. They would just kind of run forward or run backwards when you weren't controlling them. Whereas now they're a lot more um, sensible. For people who understand football and, and would care, mm-hmm. basically the fullbacks know when to press, they know when to drop off, they know when to drop inside, they know when to stay outside. Um, wingers make inverted runs or they can make outside runs. Fullbacks always used to overlap, but they would often just overlap and then stop. Now they will come inside, they will actually show for the ball. They just move in a way that's a bit more realistic. Um, so when you lose, you can't blame the computer anymore. It's just you're not very good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, all the players are motion captured? Yeah. Um, they they did, a, I don't know how many games they did, but they had 22 players, obviously 11 versus 11, all wearing those like ping pong motion capture suits. Oh, um, and they okay. had them play a few games. So all of the actual motions in the game, not just the running motions or they look like a real person running, but just um, when when the ball goes to the edge of the box on the right, where would the left back naturally be? You know, if you have someone playing central defensive midfield and they um, their right back makes an overlapping run, where what are they going to do? They're probably going to drop back in so that you don't get overloaded on the on the right. So it's the okay. beha- it's more so the behaviours on the pitch than the running motions. It's not the motion capture of the individual person. It's where they stand on the pitch at every key point in the game that makes sense when this is how slow i am when you first said that i was like wow they motion captured every single professional football (laughs) player must have cost a fortune that is exactly what i thought as well (laughs) all right uh great um should we talk about microtransactions or is that kind of being a dead horse um i think it's pretty worth talking about this year because they, they added preview packs at the end of last year, which was basically... FIFA has Ultimate Team, which is, you know... FIFA was the originator of this, but most sports games have it now. You can make an online team of superstars. You open different packs. You get players in them. The players need contracts. They need to have them in the right position. They have chemistry, etc., etc. If you play Ultimate Team, you'll be very familiar with the idea. Um, this year, they've got preview packs, which means before you buy a pack, it will tell you who's inside it. It will tell okay. you, like... Oh, you're gonna get I don't know Jadon Sancho. This pack is definitely worth it. Or it will tell you if you know your best player is I don't know Mark Noble, and you, you're not gonna want to buy that. But they also have non-preview packs, which are exactly the same, but you can't see inside them. So all <laughs> oh, everyone's no. gonna do is look inside the preview pack, and if it's rubbish, buy the unseen one. Okay. So. It's microtransactions. It's, it's bad. The game mode is boring. By December, everyone who plays it properly has a full team of the best players in the world. So it's really unbalanced. It turns garbage very quickly because everyone has the exact same team because the meta is always the same. So generally, the microtransactions in it are the same as they've always been. The preview packs just make it more irritating because 
you know that you're not going to get anything good in this one. So you just have to either wait a day or waste money on what you would have done anyway. It doesn't really fix anything. I love it because there's the exact same uh, scenario in let's make a deal with Wayne Brady. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, do you want the dinette set or do you want what's behind the mystery door? (laughs) And you always choose the mystery door. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically that. You can trade it all for what's in this box. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Neat. Okay. Oh, and what was your score? I didn't ask that. Oh, I I gave it a um a four out of five, um just because I think in general my baseline for a sports game is a seven. If it's a good sports game, it's a seven. Cause it's never going to be game of the year. It's never going to you know change things. And if it's bad or or stuffed with you know microtransactions and all that kind of stuff that comes down, and if it does something that's a bit different, a bit new, yeah, it bumped up to an eight. I think the hyper motion and the fact you can create your own team in career mode, which is the mode I play, um was worth bumping it up to an eight because you can't do either of those things on FIFA 21. So it is worth upgrading because you can't make a team in 21 and you can't, um, there's no hyper motion in 21. 22 has both. Yeah. It seems like the next, the first next gen, uh, entry in any sports series should be, should definitely be the one to get. I feel like that's where you're going to see the biggest upgrades. Is that true? Yeah, I think next next year is going to be the hype emotion is better, and we've done more mm-hmm. with it. And there'll be there'll be some kind of fix. They'll find like, oh, actually the the midfielders don't hype emotion very well or something. But the next year will be another incremental change where it's just a little bit of a, a tweak and the yeah. lads small changes that won't really make a difference. I'll still buy it and I'll still be on here saying, yeah, you know, it's a football <laughs> game. You play football in it, but I feel like I could honestly say get go and get fifa 22 if you like fifa cool and they'll find new ways to spend money next year too so (laughs) that's exciting (laughs) what that's like uh excellent okay george foster hello hello hot wheels unleashed yes the surprise hit of the season i tell us about it okay uh it's really good. I guess I'll start there. Um, I <laughs> I went into it with kind of no expectations. I was like, oh, this is a fun little like arcade racer. And it was that, but like just really refined, really fun. Um, so I guess I'll just start there. Basically, Hot Wheels Unleashed is exactly what you think it is. It is a small arcade racer with the Hot Wheels like die casts um, and yeah that's like it's it's kind of hard to describe because it is so simple uh and i think that's what i like so much about it It is just a really simple arcade racer but with nice graphics uh it nails the collection element even if it kind of it has it it dips a bit like the collection element is fun but it also has these loot boxes in it that are kind of you know yeah okay well okay i'll I'll start there that's like i was gonna like lead into it but i guess i'll start there um that you don't pay real money for them, but basically, as you go through the game, you go through the single player mode, you do races, um, which is all pretty standard. Uh, you unlock these coins, and then these coins can be used to open a blind box. And then, oh, what's in the blind box? It's a car. If you're lucky, it's a Ninja Turtles van or Snoopy's <laughs> Snoopy on the tree doghouse thing, um, or the Batman or that shark one, the shark one, the car that looks like a big shark. Oh, they got loads I of cool. That's what I had when I was a kid. There's like a hot dog so, one. Did, did... 
Did you say Ninja Turtles and Snoopy? Yes, I did. That is it, isn't it? That's all. That, this is this was one of my things. As soon as you have the Batmobile, what else are you gonna drive? Like, <laughs> what's the problem? Damn, he's right. Well, I, actually, yeah. well, I waited. I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm a massive Ninja Turtles fan. Like, I love them. Um, and the Ninja Turtles van was the only thing I wanted. So I was like, I was rolling for these blind boxes constantly, just opening them. Like, come on, Ninja Turtles! I finally get it. And it's absolute crap. It's so slow. It can't do corners well. It like tips over at the sight of anything. Like, it was awful. So I never used it again. But that was heartbreaking. Anyway, uh, a bit of a segue. But the blind boxes, you open them, um, and you have a chance of like over sixty cars. One will pop out. Um, but the problem is, nice. there's not really any other way to earn them. So like, if you're like me and you really want one specific car then it is literally just luck. I mean, at least you don't have to pay for it, but I was sat there, like, for ages just selling old cars, because you can get duplicates as well, which is the worst bit. Like, why? I, I just, I don't think it's... Really? Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I think it, it Do they really turn into down. currency or something? Yeah. Well, you can turn them into currency yourself, um, and then have, like, okay. another go at it. Uh, and it's, it's not, like, predatory in any way. There's no, like, oh you know, pay £5 for a blind box, but it is annoying. Like, the the yeah. problem is, is that the single-player mode itself, which is just this big map, so it's like this big, you know, like, have you ever seen, like, those Lego, like, carpet map things? Like, as soon as I say that, I don't know if that sure. brings to mind. So you, it's basically one yeah, of them, yeah. um, but there's, like, races and time trials scattered throughout, and you just make your way through them. Um, and that's fun enough. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's a hefty mode as well. Like, I put in at least 10 hours into it. Um... It gets a little bit repetitive because it is literally just time trials and races and the occasional like bigger track with a new hazard on it. But like, I, I think the thing I'm like really not I'm not mentioning enough here is that the racing is really good. Like that if that's what you're worried about, it's just it's simple arcade fun. There's no weapons. It is pure speed, braking, boosting, um, and it just works. Like. I don't know how to like, emphasize that more, but it's just, it feels good. It is like so fast that sometimes you're like sitting forward, like, oh God, corners come in, like you're, you're moving with it. Um, and that stuff is all great. Um, but it's somewhat undermined by like a bit of repetition and the blind box thing. But are all the tracks just the Hot Wheels orange plastic? Like, do they all look exactly the same? Well, that, that's, that's another thing, actually. I'm glad you said that. Uh, the way they're done is really interesting. So instead of like set races, like set track areas, you have like five backgrounds, I guess you could call it. So you have like a college campus, you have a uh, construction site, that sort of thing. And as far as I'm aware, all of the like races have been made, even in the single player mode, in the track editor. And you basically, you can do it yourself as well in the track editor. You can create the, the race and the track yourself, and it, like, dips and dives through the environment. So, like, most of uh, them, yeah, cool. it, it's, a, it's a really, like, it's a really cool editor. It's a bit clumsy, but, like, I can see people who really get into it making a lot out of it. Mm. Um, but it's even cooler that you can actually, like, you can go off the track if you choose to. So, like, some of the races will take oh, you, nice. like, for, for instance, the construction site, You'll be like racing above some beams, and then the the track will drop, and you'll be on the beams for a second, and then it, you'll find like your way back onto it. Um, and that's when it's at its okay, best, cool. I think. Uh, the only problem there is that 
there's only five environments so it does get a little stale you find yourself doing the same thing like the first time i found myself in some vents i was like oh this is awesome the eighth time a little less <laughs> <laughs> yeah are there the the most important question for me and something i noticed that was conspicuously absent from the trailer mm. are there loop the loops there are loop the loops they're a bit <gasps> yeah <laughs> i hate to keep saying because I, I was really positive on this i i did really enjoy it but it's like it, I find it easier to be a dick and critique things, I guess. Um, but the <laughs> physics are a bit wonky sometimes. So like usually they're spot on, but loop de loops, it like the game encourages you to boost as soon as you hit one, and it feels like if you don't, you're just gonna fall. Like the car, it's you know, like that. I did like a hand motion that you can't yeah. see on a podcast, but you know what I mean. You'll fall <laughs> off the loop de loop. Uh. I've just seen that there are dragon cars. Dragon cars. Oh yes, of different colored dragons. Triceratops. And well. one of them, one of them is a purple dragon with orange wings. Mm. They made a Spyro the dragon, but they car. wouldn't have Spyro in it. <laughs> That's the thing. So though. Go ahead and get that. I feel like if you're a fan of like, either it, it's like I was a fan. The, the reason I wanted to play it was because I saw the Ninja Turtles fan was in it, and because Snoopy was mm. in it, and that was enough. Um, if you're there just for that, then I think you're gonna have a fun time anyway. Just like seeing that on a track in HD, uh, but it's a it's a really fun, competent racer. Uh, I'm not sure how competitive it will be because, in my eye, to be competitive uh, competitive racer, you have to have like a comeback mechanic, and there's no weapons, nothing like that. If someone gets like far ahead, they're they're gonna win. That's it's as simple as that. Does it have the speed booster? Yes. Okay, but like sporadically i i guess for whatever reason just because it's just because it's like ba- licensed from a toy you don't expect something like this to be really good mm. and i think that's probably a big part of a, how positive everyone is it's just like nobody expected this to actually be a really good game. yeah it's so easy to just think like hours into like i say it can be a bit repetitive because you're doing the same thing over and over but i also feel like that's a that's a weird complaint to make because when you're playing a racer you're you're playing to race aren't you like that's kind of a that's kind of a given but i i fully recommend it it's a ton of fun um i hope it goes far did you play it on switch no no ps5 ps5 yeah you sounded disgusted by the accusation (laughs) that you didn't dare to play something on the switch i've been messed around by enough switch i assume that i guess i played mario kart on switch so this is this is just mario kart (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, but how's the like the online and the network and stuff? Like I that? haven't tested it there? yet. Um, it wasn't available when I was playing. I haven't seen any complaints oh, okay. like so far. Um, I presume it's okay, but like I say, the I, I think the key thing to remember there is how the track editor. Hopefully, that will encourage the community. That'll like stick around. I, I personally don't think the competitive side will ever. I don't know if you could even be competitive. They're toy cars, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no. I don't see that having a, a shelf life. That's how video games work. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about it? It's just a toy. It's just it's just fake men shooting each other. Like, that's how yeah. video games work. Okay, good point. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, George. If you start calling it toys, you know, like we're out of a job. <laughs> oh it's man. Toy about toys. Give her a score, George. I know we didn't review it on the site, so you can have that on her. Uh, I gave it an 8. Cool. 
Uh, and I assume it's got local multiplayer at least, right? Yeah, it should do. I, again, I'm a I'm a loner, so I didn't try that, but I can't imagine it not. Gotcha. The loneliest Hot Wheels Unleashed player. <laughs> oh, I'll wear that with pride. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. I'll probably get it on Switch just to make you sad. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Izzy Vanderveld is here for the first time. Welcome to the show. Hello. You have been playing a lot of Lemniscate, right? I have, yeah. I have been playing it too. I'm going to review it. My review's in progress, so I don't have a score. But by the time this comes out, uh, it'll be up on the site and linked in the description. But Izzy, why don't you... Actually, you know what? I have tried to explain what this game is so many times, and I yeah. feel like I every time I explain it, I get a little bit better at it, but I still don't know how to tell people what this game is. So why don't you take a shot at it? I still like the Doctor Who explanation. Of oh, no. Okay, what's a, this? A big ball <laughs> of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... a good start. So I think I've been writing guides on it today, and I think the a turn-based time loop FPS yes. is the sort of best way I can succinctly describe it, I think. Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'll just run down the sequence, because there's no game like this, right? Not even close. No, I mean, I, I used to love FPS when I was a teenager, and I kind of just not bothered with like competitive shooters in ages. And from the moment I saw, well, they're the... just toys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put those toys down. I was too Damn. old for them kicking out the crowd. But yeah, I from the moment I saw the reveal trailer for this, I thought, okay, yeah, that's that's the game that's going to bring me back. And that's yeah, I've, I've been looking out for this for a while. It really is a like a competitive shooter for people that don't like competitive shooters and i think every time a game like that comes along it's something really interesting mm. um okay so let, let me try to walk through this because i i don't think anybody's gonna get it but <laughs> I'll, I'll try anyway okay this is a hero shooter so it's class-based turn-based shooter so the way it works is that you play 1v1 against another player and you alternate taking turns. The battlefield has uh, a series of objectives. Depending on which map you get, it could be um, collect the ball and bring it back to your goal, or it could be destroy this certain thing, and you're competing against another player to score the most points, and that's how you win the round. The twist is that each round, you select one of your heroes. Those heroes all have different abilities, kind of Overwatch style, but simpler. And you play your round in, I think it's 40 seconds? I think it's 25 seconds. 20, okay. The actual so you, play time is 25, yeah. So you have 25 seconds to do whatever, to go get the ball and bring it back to your goal, or to go lay a trap, or do something. You only have 25 seconds. When those 25 seconds are over, the other player takes their turn. But their turn takes place during the the same 25 seconds. Uh, so they will see your character do all the actions you just did, and they can kill you or interfere in some way, but they have, they have their 25 seconds. Now it's your turn again. Now your first character and their first character play their turn. I don't get it. And you can... And, 
Yeah. <laughs> so it loops. So the whole match takes place in 25 seconds and every round starts over at the beginning of those 25 seconds. So by the end of the game, both players have five characters on the battlefield and it's just you looping every time. Yeah, it's a it's a what did they say in the marketing? I think it's a it's a five v five where every person on your team is yourself. Is you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. It's so, confusing. <laughs> yeah. So the first time Izzy tell me because the the first like two three rounds completely melted my brain. It's like so uh, impossible to wrap your mind around at first. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cerebral. I mean, the first I played three games when I first booted it up. And I got a headache, and I had to stop. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't un- I didn't understand it at all. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I, I think I was still in the mindset of playing it like a traditional FPS, and so because it's not a traditional FPS, that meant I was just playing it badly. But then I started playing with James um, later on in the evening, and at one point it just clicked, yeah. and I realized the way. I think the way the game works is so fascinating because of that looping system and because each round iterates on itself and builds upon those that came before, the score that you have during the match means absolutely nothing. The yes. only thing that matters really is what you can make happen in the final round. So I'm writing a guide on this because it's just weird as hell. But if, say, if say you're you pick up um, the ball in, because it is a ball, it's just a, it's an orb called exotic material, I think. Mm-hmm. I love it. They really just went like, we're not explaining it, it's exotic stuff. Yeah, like, it's grab a ball. It. Sciencey stuff, take it through to your gate. Um, when you grab it, if you get shot and killed, uh, I notice you have a kind of ghost character. Yes. And I didn't realize what the ghost was um, until me and James have been playing for like an hour. And it suddenly clicked like that ghost is what i would do if my character didn't die (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sorry we've been talking about this for 10 minutes and i don't know anything about it i'm still confused it's It's hard it's hard it's really hard 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 once it once it clicks it really does click basically because you can save yourself you can save your past self like it is like you know sending an assassin back in time to assassinate an assassin kind of thing (laughs) so if if you save your past self they then kind of carry on like it's like they never died so if you manage so when you do die your ghost um is what you'll do in the future (laughs) (laughs) okay well hold on let me try to cut through because this is it this is it's even confusing me now. <laughs> okay, so let's say now I'm going to try to explain it to George. George, you you will be our entire audience who also doesn't under, understand what we're talking oh, about. Oh god. Okay, so in the I play my round solo and I run out and grab the ball. And then you on your turn, you come kill me before I can grab the ball, okay. right? When my character dies, there's going to be a ghost of that character still taking all the same actions. You can still see them, even though they're dead, because what I did is permanent. I just got it. Does I that got make it. Sense? It's like a ratchet okay. cracking time when you have clank and you can make multiple clanks. That, kind of. That is exactly what James said, actually. Yes. Yeah. That that is exactly how he described yeah. it. <laughs> so <laughs> then, so then, on, <laughs> so then on my turn, like on my second turn. I get to see what happened. My guy runs out. Your guy kills my guy. 
I can g- kill your guy first so that my guy never died. And that changes. So now both mine are alive and yours is dead. Uh, so it's, it's so like the- reacting to... It's like, oh god, oh my god! I can't believe that we had so, football, cars, and now <laughs> <laughs> quantum <Yeah>. physics. <laughs> How do you win this game? It feels like you're just killing each other over and over again. Yeah. So, like so around. the strategy is actually incredibly deep because all these characters have different abilities. So, I, I mean, you win the game by scoring the most points is the simple answer but, but the points only matter in the final round because anything can change because anything it. can change yeah you can you can secure all the goals and then in the last round somebody makes a play where they completely ruin everything you did like you have to set up things from the beginning and it's part of it is reacting to the opponent and part of it is having a strategy to do something they're not going to expect it so really one... is 4d chess <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> one okay so like one really simple strategy is um there there's a character who can uh dash like they're they're much faster than everyone else so you can let the game sort of play out for a few rounds and then pick this fast character who can rush in front of everyone before any of the fights happened or anything else happened there's also a sniper who can slow down time so you can wait to the last round and if you're behind, use that sniper to pick off the people that were killing your people so that your guys can can uh, se- secure their points. There's also a guy that can uh, throw out, like, bubbles. And the oh, bubbles are, like, big shields. Oh, no, yeah, who's that? So, oh. so you can, like, for instance, let's say uh, your guy gets killed when he enters a room. You can throw the bubble in the doorway so that all the bullets hit the bubble instead of your guy, and then he would have never died. Okay, that that makes it sound more interesting because it really did sound at first like Eric was running forward for twenty five seconds, <laughs> and then as he was killing him, and so... then Eric was running for for twenty five seconds, and then as he was killing him, and then Eric was running for. <laughs> It's a loop. Mm-hmm. Let's try to explain um, it simply at first because it's just so complex. There's the thing is, so I think Eric, you've maybe you've only, you've mostly spoken about the turn, like the the one at a time mode. There's also yeah. a simultaneous game mode, and now that I'm talking about it, that's where the ghosts really come into play. But I won't talk about the ghosts yet. But the simultaneous game mode is like a traditional one v one but you just both have 25 seconds. So that's you and the other person both go at the same time. So I could get a ball A and you could get ball D. And then in the second round, because I know you're going to go for ball D, my second guy would go for ball D and your second guy would go for ball A. And we'd kind of keep crisscrossing like that. And then maybe, you know, in the final round, someone just decides to fire their rockets in the middle where everyone's crisscrossing and just blow the whole thing up so i think the yeah the the way the kind of tactics work and you have to like build on what's happened makes it really really fun oh and also between rounds you get a little drone that you can use to um you basically spectate the game as it's going on so you're always completely aware of everything the other player is doing yeah um so the game really does encourage you to actively plan around what you've seen them do so 
unless you're playing simultaneously. I mean, even when you're playing simultaneously, actually, the other player, um, they appear as like a blip on your screen. You can always, you're always aware of where they are. It's like having um, the minimap on constantly. Yeah. So the game, I think really, it it's less of a focus on sort of like the traditional FPS skill of being stealthy or knowing the map really well or getting the drop on your opponent. It is really more about learning how to use the the time mechanics um, most effe- uh, effectively. Yeah. Uh, but there is still some shooter skills involved because oh, one yeah. of the one of the funniest things that can happen in this game is you can get killed by yourself. <laughs> yeah, friendly fire if, is always Yeah, on. if you right. can run into the crossfire of your own teammate and literally shoot yourself in the back of the head, uh, yeah. which is hilarious and very frustrating. There is nothing more embarrassing than being shot by one of your opponent's past selves who wasn't even actually aiming at you. Like, you just happen to be in the path of their bullets at the time, and you don't even save anyone. If, if you just blind yeah. fire in the past, those bullets will affect someone in the future. Yeah. And when you die during your turn, you still have to play your turn as if you didn't die, because in That's a future round, turn. you could save yourself from shooting yourself. So yeah. if, you have, if you have the ball and get killed, it's still in your best still interest to in. take that ball through the gate. Because Even you though might you be don't have Stacey, are yeah. you getting any of this? Yeah. Is it just me? Do, am I an idiot? Or? I've, I vaguely really understand the rule. I, I'm never ever going to play this thing. It might be brilliant. You haven't told me. <laughs> <laughs> it is really fun. And I think I didn't realize it was an indie team either. I When I saw it, it just it looked so good. I fully just thought it was like a, like a kind of... Because it, it kind of reminds me of Titanfall, just in the in the kind of style now you speak my language um <laughs> yeah i can but, see that yeah i mean so okay yeah, i agree i'm there i'm in yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it doesn't i think i was because of my expectation of oh this is going to be a triple a game like titanfall um i was disappointed that it didn't have the same kind of movement um capabilities like you can't i found the game could be a little bit clunky like you can't jump over obstacles as fluidly as i'd like to but that does yeah. still work because the map works to kind of contain you in these. It contains smaller fights rather than letting you go absolutely anywhere at any time. It yeah, also we haven't mentioned this either. There's another thing. Uh, it also it also has two different two v two modes. One yes. is alternate, so it'd be me, my opponent, my teammate, my opponent's teammate. And then the other one is 2v2 simultaneous. So me and my teammate, then you and your teammate. And we go back and forth. And those are both completely different modes. There's actually a third one as well, which is you and your enemy doing a 1v1, and then your teammate and the other enemy uh, doing a 1v1. Okay, (laughs) jeez. Yeah, some of that stuff wasn't in when I played it uh, in the preview. But Uh, yeah, it's... uh, Oh, and it's on Game Pass. We should have started. That's the only bit I understood, yeah, for to sure. be completely honest. You love to close with it on Game Pass, though, so that makes sense. I do, I do, <laughs> yeah. Um, check check out this game, for real. It's it's something you've never seen before. And if you're very confused, I promise that you'll get it, but you will be confused when you play it, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's, it it's a weird game, but it's really cool. Yeah, it, it clicks. I think I, I, I've noticed the... Uh, the the Twitter account has been tweeting me because I keep talking about how confusing it is. And I think they're worried that it's going to put people off because they keep going, don't worry about that. Just have fun. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I am having fun. I just don't really know what I'm doing. 
you know that meme of the guy like i don't know who i am i don't know why i'm here all i know is i must kill <laughs> that's that's basically me playing lemniscate it's it's yeah. incredible yeah especially yeah considering it is on game pass definitely check it out i think it's the most unique fps i've seen in ages and i think it does the whole time loop thing really really well i think it's implemented it perfectly i do too and i think it's maybe the only game where it is very fun to be confused yeah because if you don't know what you're doing it makes it actually makes the rounds like really funny and if your opponent doesn't know what they're doing it's also a lot of fun so uh yeah it's okay the learning curve is kind of steep but it's actually fun the whole time yeah for sure uh cool excellent uh we will be right back with well what else a lot of pokemon news back with Kimar and uh, we took a few weeks off but now we're back with a bunch of big Pokemon updates. Uh, Keen, we have a new trailer for Legends Arceus, a new trailer for uh, Diamond and Pearl, and a bunch of Pokemon Unite updates to go through. So where do you want to start? Um, I'd say probably Unite probably has the most talking points so maybe we can yeah. save that till last and go through the new trailers first because uh, the Legends Arceus, or I still refuse to say Arceus, even if Pokemon <laughs> insists that I call it that. The Legends Arceus one, I, d- I don't know if it had a huge amount. I don't think the Diamond and Pearl one did either, but there's definitely stuff worth speaking about in them. Yeah, there's a couple of things, but just briefly on the uh, Arceus Arceus thing, I watched Destiny Deoxys the, the other day. It's the sixth Pokemon movie. And did you know that his name is Rayquaza, not Rayquaza? I refuse to say that. No, there's I no hate way. That. There's no way. I hate that so much. I'm Ray- not going to say that. Rayquaza sounds so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I do not like Rayquaza. No, not at all. Um, okay. So let's start with the, the new Diamond and Pearl trailer. Um, the one thing that really made me laugh uh, in this one was they were showing off all the HMs. And you know how we all use HM mules? It's like an unofficial Pokemon mechanic where you just like put your six Pokemon, you just load them up with all your HMs. They did that to Bidoof in this trailer. <laughs> they just show like Bidoof cut, Bidoof's uh, surf, Bidoof rock smash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, but not a ton of new info here. I don't know. Did anything jump out at you? Not really. I think it's just one of those trailers that's like, they release it coming up to launch just to kind of get people excited. I think this one was like seeing things like rock climb. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, I think that's only in gen four. So stuff like that. I mean, it gets the kind of nostalgia ticking, I suppose. But other than that, there's there's not a huge amount of new information there, but what are they really going to show that's new in a remake? I know that in the previous trailer, we saw that the underground now has these like layers where you can catch Pokemon from previous generations. Other than that, I don't think we've seen anything that's new, really. Is this um, this whole Poffin making thing where you can pick, you can take all six of your Pokemon out and you can like run around with them in this little field? I think that's kind of new. Yeah, Amity Square is not new, but this okay. the, the fact that you can bring all six of your Pokemon around is... I actually like just published a piece like maybe twenty minutes ago about how Amity Square is for Tories, but 
All right. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure some people will like that. There is the rule in Amity Square that you're only allowed to bring cute Pokemon. You can't bring your favorite ones. They need to qualify as cute. Oh, uh, okay. Which is why in the trailer, it's all like Cleffa and Happiny and your unevolved starter and stuff like that. But, right. You know, that I understand, a lot of people probably get excited for that kind of thing. I don't really. Um, I, I was never super into that sort of Pokemon. And of all the gimmicks, like, I, I never minded contests, but Poffins to me were always a pain in the arse because you need them to, you know, it's it, it helps that alternate kind of level and outside of combat levels. But right. I think there's a reason why it was left in Gen 4. I understand why they're bringing it back, but at the same time, I don't think it's particularly special or exciting. Yeah, we wouldn't see it in, like, an actual new game. No, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, the Legends Arceus trailer was, uh, kind of exciting for me because I think that the biggest question mark around that game is, is it going to feel good to play? Um, because they have to like, you know, nail those action pieces and make it feel really dynamic. And, uh, there was a couple things I saw in this trailer that were like, oh, actually that looks really fun. You know, um, I think there's, there's a scene where, he the character's riding on the back of the Basque Legion and it leaps out of the water and yeah. throws a Pokeball and yeah. catches a pip up. I was like, oh yeah, that looks like a great time, man. I remember um, seeing that and I was just thinking, I really hope that this is actually something you can do in the game pretty regularly, as opposed to some set piece that they're just shown to make it look exciting, because that kind of thing is exactly what it needs to excel in this in this mode. Yeah. Even yeah, hundred percent. The, the boss fights look pretty cool as well. Yeah. Okay. So, what is a noble Pokemon? My interpretation of it, I mean, like, we didn't see a whole lot about it, did we? But my sort of uh, view and what they were trying to show was that there are these wardens throughout Hisui and they're protecting. I, I assume the noble Pokemon are sort of like. It's weird, okay, because. It appears as if they're going to be one-off, like mythicals or legendaries. But what's it? Is, is it Cleaver? Cleaver evolves from yeah. Scyther, and you know Scyther is not a one-off Pokemon. So is only one Scyther allowed to evolve into Cleaver? That'd be kind of stupid. So I don't think they are quite the same as mythicals and legendaries in that sense. But it's a really weird thing to try to dissect with yeah. so little information, and yet. It was clearly very intentional that they were like, this is a new thing, noble Pokemon. Yeah, I my first instinct was like, oh, this is just what we're calling legendaries when they're in this type of game. Like, if we have more legends games going forward, they won't have new legendaries, they'll have new noble Pokemon, and that's what'll make them different. But that doesn't actually explain like how a noble is different from a legendary. And I think you're right, Cleavor is some form of a Scyther, right? Um, whether it's an evolution or like a side evolution or something, we don't know. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's kind of like a big scyther, but it has big, like old battle axes for hands instead of blades. It's also fucking stupid. Like <laughs> it is. I mean, I saw Cleaver and I was like, what the hell? And scyther, scyther is one of my favorite Pokemon always has been. I think scissor is okay, but I, it, it always kind of annoyed me that Scissor was an evolution of Scyther as opposed to an alternate form because I think Scyther has been done dirty since Gen 1 because mm. it's not really viable anymore. It's too weak. 
but mm. in Gen 1, Scyther was a great Pokemon. And it still looks like it should be a great Pokemon. It doesn't look like the first form in an evolutionary line. So if if Scizor was an alternate type and like instead of Bug, it was a Bug and Fly and it's Bug Steel, and maybe a slight buff or something, but I've always thought it would be exceptionally cool if Scyther was sort of uplifted. I, I know they're not going to do that now. Yeah. Um, I think it's the same with Onyx and Steelix. Like Onyx was a powerhouse in Gen 1 and Steelix just made Onyx redundant. Whereas uh-huh. Steelix isn't all that great either. So like you hit Steelix with an EQ, it's a one-hit KO, like, you know. Um, same with like, you know, Scizor has, what, a 4x weakness to fire. Scyther, if it was like, you know, a little bit bulkier, could easily withstand attacks that Scizor couldn't in theory, but it's never going to happen because there's always going to be like that 200 point base stat total now because it's an evolution instead of an alternate form. But, you know, bringing a Gen 1 Pokemon into this new game, even if it is set in the past and giving it an alternate form there, seems really weird to me, and it makes me think if the other Noble Pokemon are going to be similar to that, like, yeah, you know, Scyther, like, what if one of those, like, Electabuzz or Magmar, like, we, we've seen, elect, we saw Electabuzz and Electivire in the most recent trailer, and I don't think we've seen Magmar yet, but, you know, those are that, they're in that same kind of Gem 1 crew of the the single evolution sort of relatively strong Pokemon who all got evolution later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like an ancestor of uh, Scyther. I don't know how that would work, but that's sort of what the flavor of it is. Did we see any Steel Pokemon, actually? Because that could be interesting to, to think if um, these noble Pokemon were... Because what you just said there, like an ancestor thing, maybe this is prior to Steel Pokemon really existing. I don't think we saw any Steel oh, Pokemon. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Did... I don't think we have either. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool spin on it. And also kind of a silly one because Cleavor has battle axes for hands. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. battle axes tend to be metal, but... Uh. Um, yeah, we saw a lot of... Well, we we didn't see a lot of the combat in that Cleavor scene, but we did see that the player character can do more than just running and dodging, right? You can also, like, throw these bags of something that I don't know what it does. Does it stun them? Does it distract them? Um, but th- that's kind of interesting. It's definitely the best trailer we've seen for the game so far. Yeah. And I did like the... I'm still not sure how I feel about Gwyrdir, the Stantler evolution. Especially mm-hmm. because why did Stantler suddenly stop evolving? Um, like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of weird. Same with Basculin Legion, but I don't think anybody really gives a shit about Basculin. <laughs> but... I do like the idea of mounts and stuff like that. Like the bravery mount looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, There's a cool shot of it like flying under a bridge. It looks like you have quite a bit of control with it when you're in the air. Yeah, which must be hard to develop because that kind of like freeform flying is not going to be easy to actually integrate across an entire world. Yeah. It, it, It looks... A lot of people have complained about the art before. Like people were giving out about the trees and stuff like that and saying it looked right. like a PS2 game and all these different things, but... That most recent trailer showed that there's a lot more to it than that. Like, it's it looks pretty complex. Yeah, we saw a lot of biomes. Um, we saw a lot of fashion in this trailer, of course. Can't have a Pokemon game without fashion. I have never used fashion in a Pokemon game, ever. <laughs> it, even in Unite, like, I, you know the way you, you always unlock new cosmetic items using the Aos Energy Yeah. Thing? I literally just go in... 
the notifications annoy me. So I go in, open it, and then I just get changed back into a black t-shirt and black shorts. <laughs> My uh, Pokemon Unite character is a little sailor. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, let's jump into Unite. That's a good transition. So uh, since we last spoke, we have Season 2 started. Uh, the mobile version came out. Uh, Mamoswine came out. Uh, and then there was some, along with season two, there were some like UI changes and, um, some other like new systems in there. So, um, yeah. Where do you want to start? The weirdest thing about season two starting is that season two of the battle pass has started, but season two of ranked is not. Oh, interesting. So they, they introduce a new battle pass, but if you go into queue for a ranked game, you're still in the same tier and it will say season one. Oh, that's so really the, weird. They're clearly set to different timelines, which I didn't expect because I went to write about it after I noticed that the battle pass had changed and I had a headline like, oh, Pokemon Unite season two. And then I double checked and I was like, oh, wait, it's still season one in competitive play. It's just the battle pass. I like that season two has a shorter battle pass. It's only 60 levels this time instead of 90. 90 was absurd because I put in yeah. like close to 100 hours and I didn't max out the battle pass. Yes, I didn't either. Um, this one is not much better. It's still just, it's got the space Gengar skin, which is the best skin that they've ever done. Uh, unfortunately you have to finish the battle pass to get it. Um, but you've got that, you have a space suit for your character. And then there's like a astronaut jacket for uh Garchomp, I think. Um, so the rewards are not much better than last season, which is disappointing, but, uh, it is much shorter. It's easier to complete. At 60, I, I definitely got to 60 last season. I just didn't finish it. I think I probably uh, got to somewhere around the same, yeah. Like, maybe close to 60, if not just a little bit over. Yeah. The best thing about Season 2 starting was those new... Um, those new item enhancer. The th they are phenomenal. That has yeah. completely changed the game. Because... I understood where people came from before when they said that it was kind of pay to win, but at the same time, I don't think it really was because they don't really come into effect until really high ranks. And if you're at a high rank without that, I don't think it's going to give someone such an edge that you're like, you know, that you are absolutely going to lose. But now that you've got this and you've also got, as well as the super item enhancers, which automatically boost them to 30 and return mm -hmm. any item enhancers you already invested in that item. Mm -hmm. There's also those new uh, trial tickets that give you a level 30 item for a week. Right. Yeah. So, cause they introduce new items as well. They introduce weakness policy, which I run in standard competitive Pokemon on Dragonite a lot. And I was like, Oh, this is a new item. I wonder if it's any good in Unite. And I was like, I don't want to pump loads of enhancers into it. Like that seems like a waste without even knowing if it's good. But then I'm able to just use this new feature that lets me level it up to 30 for a week. I've got like probably like five hours left now. I did it last week, but I'm absolutely just going to pump item enhancers into it now because it's a really good item, but I got to test it at max level before I had to invest, which is brilliant. What does it do? Weakness policy, the more damage you take, the more damage you deal. Oh, okay, cool. Good one for a tank. Yeah, so defender. It's, it, I, I was playing Mamoswine this morning, and I was running Focus Ban and Weakness Policy, and Mamoswine is devastating. Okay, let's talk about Mamoswine. Have you played Mamoswine yet? No, it just came out today, didn't it? 
Yeah, it came out this morning. Like I woke up this morning and I saw on Twitter someone was talking about Mamoswine. I was like, oh shit. I start working like half an hour. Okay, I'm going to play two matches. So I went to the practice arena for like two minutes just to get used to the, the movement. And then I played two games, won both of them. But Mamoswine, I actually wrote about this today as well. Mamoswine should not have been a defender. Mamoswine should, okay. should have been an all-rounder based on how it performs in actual Pokemon. If you actually look at its stats, I did a, I did the maths earlier on, which it's not complex maths. It's just averages between two stats per each each all-rounder. If you look at the defense and special defense and take an average of the two, Mamoswine is the lowest out of all the all-rounders, which means they've, they're actually more viable defenders than Mamoswine is. It's also mm. faster than Machamp, and it has the joint highest attack stat out of all of them. The only thing it has that the other ones don't is high HP, but none of the defenders have particularly good HP. They've got good defense. Hmm. So there are actually all-rounders that, based on stats alone from the actual game, would be better off in the defense category than Mamoswine itself, huh. which is pretty strange. And also, like when you play Mamoswine in competitive, it's not a tank. It's a bulky sweeper, uh-huh. which... You know, the same can be said for Garchomp. It is it is literally an all-rounder, but it's been put in the defense category, I think, just because it's big. Interesting. Which is which kind- is also weird, because we just got Blastoise as a defender. It, yeah. it wasn't like we needed a defender in the slot or something. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. It's cool to see, like, defenders, like, you know, pretty neglected in most online games. So it's cool to see them add in two. But yeah. also... There are better picks than Mamoswine for Defender, and Mamoswine would have been a shoe-in for All-Rounder. I wonder if it's because All-Rounders always have at least one mobility. I'm trying to think. Garchomp, Charizard. Does Mamoswine have any way to speed up or move around? Oh, Mamoswine has high horsepower, which allows it to travel like uh, like pretty far. It's oh, got, okay. It's, it's got like a much bigger range than, say, Extreme Speed or Bone Rush for Lucario. Okay. So, yeah, it sounds like it should definitely have been an all-rounder then. Yeah, and, like, you see, it's kind of... It's only... It it also doesn't have any defensive moves, really. They're all offensive. They're crowd control. Like, Icicle Crash is brilliant because it's uh, crowd control, but also the damage output is ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. It, essentially what it does is you get you get this like area of effect where loads of icicles fall down obviously but then a, a massive like stalactite like lingers after and if you smash that it deals extra damage to the nearest enemy pokemon and freezes them for like two seconds oh cool and like high horsepower which is the one that has like a pretty big range it completely it's really good for like rotom because it when you make contact, you push them for the rest of your trajectory. So say the other team is fighting Rotom, you can come in with high horsepower and literally push it away from them to bring it back to your team and steal the kill. Wow. Do you think you're going to play Mamoswine a lot? I only played two games, and I wonder if, because I chose Mam. Well, I was already in the game, so I don't think it really affects MMR. But I wonder if maybe people just don't really know how to deal with Mamoswine yet. Mm-hmm. To the point where people were definitely making mistakes, like it, positioning mistakes that they should not be making at that rank. Maybe because they didn't know what Mamoswine was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. 
But I, as it stands, yeah, I mean, I play Blastoise a lot as well because I think Blastoise, as late as it came out, it is in pretty good shape now. Like, prior to Blastoise launching, all I really played was Lucario and Speedsters. Whereas now, I play a lot of Blastoise and i got to play a lot of Mamoswine. So I think I've kind of converted to being a Defender main now. Yeah, sounds like it. Which is, Yeah, I've been playing mostly Blastoise. Blastoise is so fun. Yeah, especially fun. Especially if if you go top and you steal the uh, core fish in the middle, and you get that little bit of extra XP, because Squirtle is ranged, it doesn't even really matter who you're laning with. You're probably going to kill the other two laners up there, and once that happens and you get War Turtle, your lane is pretty much over. Yeah. All you have to do is maintain it. It's it's a ridiculously strong pick. Yeah. Uh, have you d- played on mobile at all? I have not. I I think I will try it, and it's it's cross progression, isn't it? Yeah. Have you been playing on mobile? Yes. Is it good? Uh, it's great. Um, I played a ton of Wild Rift when that came out, the League of Legends mobile version, which is uh streamlined from normal League, but it's still like has item buy. And, uh, you know, you earn like four abilities and you've got your alt on top of that. And then you've got your items you got to use. Like, it's still a lot, but it feels pretty great on the screen. This is even better because it's it's so mechanically simple that you don't have to worry about your inputs. Um, because that's the hardest part about playing on mobile, at least for freaking boomers like us right like learning (laughs) learning how to like hit those buttons when you don't have physical buttons to press is like the highest learning curve but because the the button layout is so simple and unite you can really just focus on like the fundamentals and playing correctly like it doesn't take a, a bunch of brain power to um to find where those buttons are uh i think it's great in some ways it's it's better than the the switch version i mean it's more convenient uh, of course, but everything is so close together. Like it's all right there in four inches. Um, so in, in some ways I feel like I can play faster. I can like, I can make decisions and, and make inputs faster on, on mobile. That's um, interesting yeah. because it's cross play as well, isn't it? It is. Yep. Cross so and cross progression. Do you think that there's a chance that, you know, strong players might switch to mobile if you can, you know, play faster? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And the like the menu navigation is easier than the switch version because you just tap wherever like yeah. you're in the game faster um it loads faster than the switch version uh yeah it in a lot of ways it's just better. I know it's gonna be a tough sell for for some people to like not actually use a controller because it doesn't have controller support uh which kind of sucks that would be nice to have. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it might actually be better than the switch version. That is really interesting. I wasn't expecting that at all. It is, yeah, funny, that, out. It is funny that you, uh, mentioned, you know, obviously inputs potentially being an issue as well, obviously, which they're not, but they could have been because I, I know a few weeks ago, my cousin, who's like seven, uh, handed me my auntie's phone and mm. he was playing Roblox and he was like, oh, here you write about games. You do something. I couldn't play. I honestly <laughs> felt as if I'd never played a video game before in my entire life. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But I have actively tried to learn mobile controls because I 
because I don't want to be left behind because I don't want to be the old guy. So <laughs> I, I've put a lot of time into like learning how to play. I, I've played like uh, like PUBG on my phone and like really spent the time to try to like get those controls down because I all the kids can do it. They can. They just they were born with phones in their hands and they have no problem playing games on mobile. And I don't <laughs> want to be the old guy. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Just us two relatively young people talking about how kids were born with mobiles in their hands. <laughs> yep. Time uh, moves fast, but Pokemon is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty pretty happy with season two overall, though. It, it's I, going it's going great. I am astonished by Pokemon Unite, really, because yeah, I thought it was great when it came out, and I I'm not a mobile guy. And since launch, it's only improved. And yeah. Oh, 100%. The pace at which they're launching new characters and making balance changes, it seems as if it's there's going to be a lot of maintenance here and there's going to be a lot of rewards for people who stick with it. To the point yeah. where I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. There is no um, challenge reward like last season we got crustal if you did the the daily challenges the one this there is one but it does not reward a uh pokemon um but everybody got pikachu and a skin if they pre-registered for mobile they also at the moment i don't know if this counts as the challenge technically because anyone who pre-registered on switch before the end of august got it but there is a challenge for zorora Yes, yeah. So people can still true. get Zorora even if they didn't get it on Switch. I think the prerequisites are you have to win 32 games. Okay. And, and then it. if if you if you're just starting now, you still get all the unlocks from your levels. So you'll get like Venusaur at level 2 and then um I think there's 3 or 4. I know you can get Cinderace from that track. I think Slowbro's on that track as well. Slowbro's on there too, yeah. So there's still... Like, you really didn't miss it. You you missed Crustle. And there may have been another one in Season 1. But you really didn't miss anything. So if you start now, there's still, like, plenty of free rewards. And it doesn't feel like the game's really, like, sucking me dry. Like a lot of free-to-play games do. Also, I think that... I mean, if you really want a Unite license... It's really, really easy to get coins in the game, and you can't really spend them on anything else. Yeah. That main AOS coin currency. There's not a lot right. you can buy with that. And, you know... Items. Can you get items with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, even even still, there's a lot of items I just will not buy. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't need... You need the, the Unite license way more than you need items. You just need you know, three items for your specials and three items for your physicals. That's <laughs> if, pretty much you, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, even even on Blastoise and stuff, like, I, I run, like, offensive items sometimes because it's already tanky, and if you give it, like, a focus band then it's, and a buddy barrier, you've kind of got that third slot open for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you can get by with, like, maybe six or seven items. That's it. Yeah. You know what? With the with the new item enhancers that take them to thirty, this is super greedy. But I kind of wish there was a way to make them go to twenty. 
and then refund you the rest so that I could get more to 20. I would much rather have 10 items at 20 than six items at 30. You know what I mean? I do understand that, but I think because I play such a limited pool of Pokemon, six at 30 works for me because I'm never yeah. going to use the other items. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, I think that pretty much covers it, right? Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, listen, Pokemon Unite is great and it continues to get better. It's just really cool to see. Yeah, I never expected we would be able to do such frequent updates about the game, but there's always something to talk about. And it's, I never come here to like complain about Pokemon Unite. I'm always excited about what they're doing. And there's not a lot of live service games or any games where I'm like, oh, something new happened and it's good. Like yeah. that just, it doesn't feel like that happens that much. So it's, it's really refreshing. I'm glad we, uh, yeah, I'm glad we get to celebrate this game so often. I'm just kind of curious now about when Sylveon's going to drop. It, it won't be long. Like they, everyone has come out so fast. How We've gotten five new characters since launch already. We had Gardevoir, uh, Blastoise, Blissey, uh, and now Mamoswine. So that's four in just like two months. We've also, um, I wonder if this sort of space theme is prefacing anything. Because Aurora is mythical, right? So yeah. that means that it's not going to be a game where legendaries and mythicals are just out. And mm, the space theme makes me think of like Gen 7. And I'm like, will there be an, an Ultra, Ultra Beast? Beast or something? Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Space could also be, just because I've been watching these movies, it could be uh, Deoxys. It could be Celebi. That'd be sick. So, yeah, both of those would be really cool. Deoxys would be really cool, actually. Like a form switch. That'd be and it wild, could though. Kind of float between roles. That'd be, that would be really interesting. Oh, how how could they make that without breaking the game, though? <laughs> oh, man, that would be really cool if you could, like, switch the speed form to chase or to go dunk and then switch back to whatever the, like, the defense form is or whatever. Interesting. That'd be wild. <laughs> this is our official pitch for Deoxys. And, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Ken, I'm sure it won't be long before we have uh, more Unites to talk about. So I'll see you then. That's our show for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with a new episode. You have a chance to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. That helps the show a lot. Uh, if you have feedback or questions or just want to reach out and say hey, you can find me on Twitter at Epic Schweitzer. Thanks so much.